Hi, I'm Rami. And I'm Shannon, and this is Workplace Hugs, where we talk about interesting things we've read or learned to help all of us expand our life toolkit with a whole bunch of empathy, but without a whole new degree. Rami, what are we talking about this week? Can we talk just about the Minnesota Vikings? Have we done any no. talking about how much I dislike your Packers? Because we I have absolutely talked about that, and we're not your going to talk about that anymore. <laughs> uh, it just... it fuels me shannon okay i'm wearing purple we'll talk about my packer my vikings today so the vikings went through an organizational change they got a new um coach a new general manager basically like everything that had been there before got blown up and they started over and so like offensive coordinator is different defensive coordinator is different just imagine a company saying okay basically the employees, the players are the same, yeah. but everything else is changing. Everything wow. else is changing. So, like, the way that you played offense before, mm, we're not going to play offense that way anymore. Defense, well, we're not going to play that way anymore. And you're having them all work with completely new leadership in all of their positions. Wow. And and so... I feel like the Vikings lot. do this, like, every three years. Every four years? Oh, okay. Every four years. All right. Five? I, I don't like know. They we do had it we frequently had Zim- where they're doing anything they can to try to be a better team. We're not all graced with <laughs> generational quarterbacks who win one Super Bowl in fifteen years. Okay, great. Next. At least they win we have, one. We have we have zero Super Bowl, Shannon. <laughs> I'm a humble I'm a humble person about that. Okay. Anyways, uh when the new coach came in, Kevin O'Connell, um his goal was to change the environment because the environment had been horrible. Like there were players that had never met with the coach in the previous regime because that coach did not care about the players in any way. Mm-hmm. He literally saw them as cogs. Like you play Ugh. this position. This is what you're expected to do. If you don't do that, I'm going to scream at you. Like there's Yuck. a lot of video of the quarterback and the head coach, like screaming at each other on the sidelines. Yuck which is not a healthy environment. So they came in and his thing was like, we're going to have an open environment. We're going to have a safe environment. We're going to have a healthy environment and we're going to make it so that they, the players want to win. And if they want to win, like we will find ways to win. Like they will dig a little deeper than if they don't care. If they don't care, then they're not going to run it out. They're not going to be there for the end of those games and close out and, the teams are going to lose more games and and cause more errors and cause more penalties and cause more issues. Yep. Um, and so what happened when he took over the team was he had a meeting where all the players wrote their lowest moment in life on a uh, note card and they shared it. And the entire team spoke about how that exercise solidified their bond and why they play for each other. It's beautiful. I love it. So we're talking and, about like team bonding today. Exactly. Exactly. I love it. And uh, I will get the stat wrong here, but in the previous season, the Vikings had lost like let's call it 8 or 9 games that were decided by one score. And in the season where they had this meeting, the regime changed, they won all but one game and I think it was like 9 or 10 games. That were decided by one score. Wow. So, like, within one season, similar games were being won versus lost 
and very little player-wise had changed. It was all coaching and environment for the team. That's awesome. That's really compelling. Yes. Okay, so Shannon, do you think something like this would work in the work environment? My fear is it feels almost a little too vulnerable. Yeah, so I think it would work in a work environment. And there are some examples that I can share here. So this is like a known team building tactic. First of all, this like find your most vulnerable moment in coaching land. We call this like sharing the crucible story or the crucible moment. So we don't necessarily say it's like the lowest moment, but you're supposed to share a deeply challenging, but ultimately like positive transformational experience. So think like life threatening health challenge, Um, crisis at home, a leadership failure that you went through. And so literally every time that I join a peer group for supervision, this is the first thing that we do. We have to share like our deepest, darkest moments (laughs) and how we moved through them. And as, as we're talking about it right now, another instance comes to mind. Well, well, we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about it later. So yeah, I think it can work. I think I've seen it work in peer settings. Where I wonder if we miss the mark is how do we keep that kind of momentum going? It can be really powerful to do it as like a first team bonding exercise. I've led some team, I've facilitated some team offsites for folks that way. But it's like, can we keep the momentum going? Can we keep that level of like, honesty, transparency, vulnerability alive? Here's my question. How do you get people who are... Uh, not used to opening up in that way, i.e., let's talk about this example, football players, who I'm sure aren't just like, oh, man, I'm really bummed right now, or I want to talk to you about my, like, low points in my life. How do you, how do you facilitate a, a environment that makes them comfortable with that? Like, I think that, for me, would be the biggest hurdle in thinking about running an exercise like this. Yeah, I think... For me, when I think about facilitating this for like team offsites for for organizations, I intentionally ask the leader to start. I set the tone to say, and you're going first. (laughs) If we're going to ask people to share their deepest, darkest shit, like you have to set the tone as the leader to say, I'm going to show others like what's the depth of excavation that we're going to go to here. Uh, And maybe I'll just pop in with my other example. So when I was at Target, we did a variation on this exercise that I've I've offered for facilitation as well that was called the dimensions of you exercise. And it's asking people to articulate, like picture like a flower almost. <laughs> and it's asking people to, partic- to articulate what are their own unique dimensions of difference? Like what makes them who and how they are and how they see the world? And by the nature of that activity, you can imagine like some vulnerable stories came up for people of like, well, mm-hmm. my sister got pregnant at 16. And so therefore I have this view on the world. Uh, and I will never forget when my leader first introduced that activity and was like, we're doing this. And then when she shared hers and it was like, oh, holy shit. Okay. We're playing today. (laughs) We're playing today. We're actually doing this. So for me, to going back to your question, I think it's like, how do you start with the leader of the team? Or maybe it's like the team captain in an informal way to like really have them set the tone. And I think that invites other people into sharing at their level of comfort. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. Um, I think when you have the leader, I don't know if it was the coach or 
the quarterback or whoever it was go first and they set the tone, then you go, oh, okay. If their biggest, if their lowest moment was, oh, I lost a football game and whatever, that's one thing. If it's, oh, I lost a child and here's how that affected my life, that's another thing. And it also says, okay, here's where we're going to go. And everybody goes, oh, okay, that's where we're going. Okay, now, now I need to adjust. And, um, I think if the environment is set up right to, hey, we're doing this thing and it's going to be for the best and for how we're going to succeed in the future, then, and then you have someone open up like that, then I think everybody knows where you're going and you just got to, you got to hold that environment that way the whole time so that everybody feels comfortable in sharing throughout that experience. Yeah. And it can be so powerful. I remember a team facilitation I did where uh, the, the team all realized through the art of sharing that exercise that they all shared a common thread of having a loved one who suffered with addiction and how much compassion that drove like throughout their whole organization after that point. Cause it was like, Oh, you too. Like me too. Oh, like this is the thing that you're working. Like when you have to like all of a sudden leave one day and we don't know why, like, Oh, it's because you're dealing with that. So it can be really powerful. Even, even when I led it with my own team at target, I remember learning things about my team that it was just like, I didn't know you lost a parent at that age. I didn't know you lost your second parent at that age. I didn't know really vulnerable stuff. I'll leave Mm -hmm. it at that. Yeah. Um, My pivot here is I've done this before and I've had friends do this before. And I think picking the most influential moments in your life, kind of like that crucible moments, Mm -hmm. I think can take another spin on it. Mm Mm-hmm. I think it's really dependent on like how deep the leader is willing to go. If the leader's like, uh, this is my story, this is what I want to tell, it's like, okay, well, maybe that's not the crucible moment. Maybe that's not the lowest moment. Maybe we just need to talk about influential moments. And at least that gets you a sense of people and like who they are and, and what has shaped them. And yes. which isn't gonna be in the same tone as this is the one moment, like my inflection point in life that shifted my perspective on everything and and is is my guiding light going forward but at least can be a step towards that yes yeah i love that that's all we've got i think shan do you have another variation here no it was the one i already shared around dimensions of you and doing it that way of you know sharing like like so for me i would share like i'm a i'm a i'm a farm girl that informs my experience i operate with a high sense of urgency in a lot of things because in farming (laughs) shit's urgent time is money is that what they say yeah or i you know like i'm the youngest of 12 kids that can shape me in a certain way or i grew up in a very strict religious upbringing that shapes a person in a certain way um i grew up with a lot of financial insecurity that shapes a person in a certain way so it's just like having people articulate that and leveraging that to find um commonality but then also begin to understand why people are the way that they are even in terms of how they operate in the work environment yeah so i would say this episode is great if you have a team you guys want to bond and get deeper this episode is incredibly great if it's a new team that you're taking over and you want to like find a way to quickly bond and 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 get the team meshing in a really good way especially if their previous leader was not good and it's kind of more of a a toxic situation i think this is a good way to kind of break down those barriers and try to move forward so hopefully this is helpful 
Uh, we would love to hear from you on Instagram or LinkedIn at Workplace Hugs. If you have any tips or if you have any pivots kind of on this idea of how to do this, um, or if you just have a really good experience of having done this and, and some tips for the rest of us, we'd love it. So we'd love to hear from you. And with that, I've been Rami. And I've been Shannon. And this has been Workplace Hugs. Workplace Hugs.